Mike Seibert Radio is an independently produced podcast. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and the guests only and do not necessarily reflect those of any other broadcasting entities that either have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. Come on, Dad. I'm trying to make a good impression. It's a lovely night. Walking in the moonlight is very romantic. Trust me. But, Dad, you promised to let me use the car if I got good grades. <clears throat> Dad, I want to take her to the movies. It'll take an hour to walk there. Then you better get going. And by the way, enjoy the show. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare. You like scary movies? Uh huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. The census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? I'm your number one fan. I'm eternal child. I am the eater of worlds and of children. There's no more room in hell. The dead will walk here. Please, God. This is God. You're gonna need a bigger boat. They're coming to get you, Barbara. They're here. Here's Johnny. I see dead people. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. This six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. The power of Christ! That the power of Christ compels you! It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! What do you want? I want to hear you scream. I want to play a game. It is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. They mostly come at night. Mostly. Look at me, Damien! It's all for you! Listen to them. Children of the night. What music they make. I said, don't you blame the movies! Movies don't create psychos! Movies make psychos for creation! Red. Red rum. Red rum! Red rum! Have you checked the children? Children, children. Of my life. I'm not gonna hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains in. Kill you all. <laughs> I'll drive you crazy and I'll kill you all. I'm every nightmare you ever had. I am your worst dream come true. I'm everything you ever were afraid of. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. We'll tear your soul apart. What an excellent day for an exorcism. I'm gonna swat that fly. I hope they are watching. They'll see. They'll see and they'll know and they'll say, 
My she wouldn't even harm a fly. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. The boogeyman is real, and you found him. Is anyone else alive? Are they all dead? Yes, ma'am. Thought you were dead, too. Boy. Is he dead, too? Who? The boy, Jason, in the lake. The, the one who attacked me, the one who pulled me underneath the water. We didn't find any boy. Welcome to Mike Seibert Radio, it's a very scary podcast radio show where I talk about stuff and things, and that's stupid. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm just going to stop doing that right now. I almost did the whole in, intro in a stupid Bell Lugosi uh, accent voice. Um, ha- happy Halloween, everybody. My name is Mike. I am your host, and this is the 2017 Halloween Spooptacular. Um, if you want to get a hold of me, I am at Mike Seibert Radio on Twitter and Instagram, or you can write into the mailbag, Mike Seibert Radio at gmail.com got a spooky scary show for you this week as this episode is dropping on the 31st and you can enjoy this while you're out doing Halloweeny stuff and things today um, I'm going to talk about Halloween candy and give a breakdown of some of the most popular ones by city here in the US I'm also going to go over a list of uh, the most popular Halloween costumes for 2017. Um, speaking of costumes, I'm going to talk about what's new with Wild Dog, who's apparently wearing a new costume on Arrow. Plus, I've got some of your favorite songs and music from horror movies. Um, it's about to get extra 80s over here. Um, all of that and more on this all-new episode of Mike Seibert Radio. But first... What's spoopy? <laughs> you know, the... Um, the internet defines spoopy a number of different ways. Uh, like, I just read through an article in the New Statesman earlier today that um, they get super deep into it, but for me, I kind of stick to the Urban Dictionary definition that uh, spoopy uh, simply means something that's funny and spooky at the same time. You know, like when a, a ghost falls down some stairs or like uh, chubby skeletons and, and chubby friendly looking ghosts you know, like uh, um, Andrew W.K. actually uh, once said that during an interview uh, back in the day on KGRG's uh, uh, The Buzz Morning Show uh, that we did a few years ago. And it was so funny because he has kind of like this this Nova Scotian, uh, uh, Minnesotan type of accent. So to hear him talk about chubby ghosts and, and friendly skeletons, it was it was always funny, you know. Um, so I always kind of stick to Andrew W.K.'s uh, uh, read on what spoopy is. Anyway, it's a, it's a goofy internet thing that started with uh, misspelled decorations out on uh, Tumblr, you know, like uh, uh, misspelled signs, you know, uh, incorrect cake decorations. Uh, uh, you get the idea. But I'm, uh, I, I'm getting way, way off track here. This can't be done without some very special help. Spoopy, spoopy. What's spoopy? Ha <laughs> ha! This is Spoopy. Spoopy is amazing. Follow that Spoopy. Keeping up with Spoopy isn't as easy as it sounds. How fast 
can Spoopy go? That Spoopy's pretty speedy. Spoopy! Wait, Pro, come back! What are we Couldn't keep up with Spoopy. Even with my Spoopy, coming up into these mountains with Spoopy... Spoopy's acting kind of funny. Spoopy, can you pick up Spoopy? Slow down, wait for me! Spoopy. We'll find Spoopy if we keep there, Spoopy. Spoopy found the purple shuckle after all. Good lord, I um, I forgot how long that is. I haven't played that clip in over a year, and um, yeah. So anyway, so um, let's uh, let's uh, let's get back on track. Let's kick off the show the way we always do with some shoutouts. First shout out of this week goes to Paul from the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcast for uh, winning his first fantasy movie draft. Uh, he's played three times, finally got a chance to pull down that W, defeating two different Justins on the So I Married a Movie Geek podcast. Um, I think Paul actually had the most balanced list and also had the advantage of um, not picking Wishmaster. Um, and, uh, and that's not actually a slam against epic film guy Justin, East Coast Justin, um, uh, because I, I think he gets it and knows exactly what he was doing with uh, with that pick. Um, it's it's interesting. Um, I, I think they, they totally get what they're doing. They like stirring up the pot, causing controversy, and they do what broadcasters are supposed to do, and that's be interesting. That is rule number one. Be interesting be memorable and I think uh, both uh, Epic Film guys Nick and Justin I think uh, uh, definitely pulled that off and I think that Justin definitely brought that uh, to his game on uh, this uh, this particular fantasy movie draft um, and really I, I've got no room to talk because I'm over here doing warm milk radio so you know it's uh, I, I, I can't throw stones at them for um, uh, being controversial and um, abrasive in fact, I, I think they kind of take that with a badge of honor. In fact, I uh, um, I follow Nick on Twitter, and I don't think he's satisfied until he's brutalized somebody to the point to where they block him. Um, but anyhow, uh, check out last week's episode of So I Married a Movie Geek and their 90s horror fantasy movie draft. A fun episode. I also want to shout out the Just In Time podcast. The JNT Bangers are releasing their 100th episode this week. Uh, they're a huge supporter of the show with retweets. So yeah, um, cheers to those guys. It's a it's a hell of a milestone that you know. I, I think once you crack triple digits, you can call yourself a serious podcast, and other podcasters and listeners can start taking you seriously. So uh, so enjoy that milestone, guys. Um, my next shout out goes out to the Awful Waffles podcast for listening to my show last week and tweeting stoked on the new mutants and your use of American Jesus in the show opening. Yeah, that's um that's one of my favorite Bad Religion songs and that opening riff just got stuck in my head one time uh, I was doing show prep and now it's the opening theme. Um, I didn't use it today because obviously it's the uh, Halloween spooptacular. Um, incidentally, that, uh, that intro is 
is um, somewhat inspired, uh, but not necessarily copying the uh, uh, Halloween spooktacular uh, intro that uh, the We Hate Movies podcast uses. Uh, you know, like some of the same quotes, but I have uh, uh, different quotes in a different order and different music. Uh, but anyway, I I I look forward to October every year because I. I, I just I just love that intro um, they do so that that's just kind of my my kind of my own kind of riff on that um, uh, but anyway getting getting back to um uh, show intros. I, I I might change it up again at some point. Uh, probably the next time something else gets stuck in my head and that I can't quite shake loose, uh, just like American Jesus did. And I I was using uh, uh, beds are burning from Midnight Oil for a while. And yeah, it just it, it just depends upon what gets stuck in my head and what what kind of sounds good uh, um, as an intro. Um, I also want to thank the Once Upon a Crime podcast as well as the Brocast podcast, Drinks with Larry, and the Robin Slim Show for including me in their Friday Twitter blasts. Um, speaking of, I, and I teased this last week, but I'm excited to announce that I will indeed be returning to the Robin Slim Show as a live guest coming up on Wednesday, November 8th at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That's uh, 6.30 here in the Seattle area and on the West Coast, uh, Pacific Time Zone style Um I'll uh, I'll mention it on next week's show, too, as well as putting up a link so that you can catch that and hear me swear a lot uh, live on the Internet. Uh, Keep an eye on my Twitter and Instagram at Mike Seibert Radio for all of that. And that's it for this week's shout-outs. Coming up after the break, we're talking Halloween costumes and candy, plus your favorite songs from horror movies still yet to come. You're listening to Mike Seibert Radio. Hey, this is Air Horny Elijah. And on the Monday Project, we love to support unknown artists and -and up-and-coming talent that we feel can really break out. In conjunction of this, we have partnered up with UFO Collective, a label based around just that. With artists such as Solaroid, Lavalti, and Toxin, you are for sure in for a treat. Every week, we'll be playing insane new tracks, including this track, Gravemind, by Toxin.
purchase her Grave Mind by Toxin, a huge track that will be on repeat for many a time to come. If you want to hear more like this, tune into The Monday Project every week from 7 to 10 p.m. And for updates, follow us on Twitter at Monday Project 89 and on Facebook as The Monday Project. Welcome back to Mike Cyber Radio, the 2017 Halloween Spooptacular. I am your host, and now I want to talk about Halloween candy. I uh, I, I found this on CandyStore.com. It's a website that sells candy by bulk, and they put a listing of uh, uh, the most popular Halloween candy by state using 10 years worth of sales data. Um, actually, this listing shows the top three most popular Halloween candies in each state. Um, you might be surprised to find out that the top Halloween candies in your state are not what you thought they were. Um, I'll, I'll put a link up in the show notes, but I wanted to go over some of these uh, using some of my listener data from SoundCloud to figure out where you might be listening from. And again, this is uh, specifically for bulk candy sold by weight, not by pieces. Uh, so let's start right here in Washington State, where I'm talking to you from, from the uh, uh, greater Seattle area. Um, uh, Washington's most popular candy has changed this year. Uh, saltwater taffy had ruled the state previously, but in this year's study, Tootsie Pops took the top spot. Over 223,000 pounds of Tootsie Pops are consumed around Halloween. Maybe Starbucks should stock them as stirrers for their coffee drinks. Um, and I don't know about you. I, I, I like Tootsie Pops okay, um, but I, I think I like other Tootsie products better. Actually, you know, if I had to pick a Tootsie product that I had to stick with, it would be the flavored Tootsie Rolls, the tiny ones like, you know, like they've got like, you know, vanilla and cherry and uh, some of the other flavored ones. Um, again, Tootsie Pops are okay. Um, uh, but I uh, I didn't realize this before today, uh, but over the last 12 months, it looks like the city where my shows get the most listens is actually... Ashburn, Virginia. So uh, uh, shout out to you listening out on the East Coast there. Um, Also, Virginia's most popular Halloween candy has changed this year as well. Um, Hot Tamales has fallen uh, to the number two spot and given way to a new most popular Halloween candy in Virginia, Snickers. The birthplace of our nation was also the first place in the U.S. where peanuts were grown. Uh, Makes sense that Snickers would appeal to Virginians then. Stock up on Snickers and throw in some hot tamales for good measure. And... You know what? I I think I understand why people in Virginia listen to the show because I love Snickers. Uh, Snickers are my uh, very favorite candy bar. You know, if uh, you know if I had to pick a number two, it'd probably be Milky Ways. But uh, I I I will take Snickers uh, pretty much over anything if given a choice. And it's interesting because I um I came to the Snickers party late. 
it wasn't until I was a, a young adult before I realized how uh, how much I like Snickers and it and it's the the peanuts and the protein boost that you kind of get. You know, working at my job, I would kind of be uh, dragging ass a little bit, and on my breaks, I would grab a candy. You know, I'd get like you know fruit gummies or you know Starburst or Skittles or whatever, and it never really quite worked. I'd get like that sugar hit, but nothing that really sustained. And then like, I think maybe they were on sale at Rite Aid or Walgreens or something, but I, uh, I grabbed a Snickers and it was like uh, an eye opening experience. And th- this was a good 20 years before those, uh, those goofy, you know, you're not you type commercials that Snickers has been putting out the, the last couple years. But yeah, no, from from that day forward, you know, uh, Snickers have always been my break time snack. And apparently California's most popular Halloween candy has also changed this year. I think I see a uh, trend forming. Uh, the birthplace of Jelly Bellies has more of an affinity for the M&Ms than Jelly Beans or last year's top candy from California, that being saltwater taffy. Hmm. Mickey... M, Mickey Mouse, M&M's, coincidence? I think not. Uh, Over 1.5 million pounds of M&M's don't lie. Californians prefer melting in their mouths over melting in their hands. Uh, keeping it in the Pacific Northwest, let's move on to Oregon, uh, my uh, my uh, neighbors to the south. Um, Oregon has more ghost towns than any other state. Man, just uh, just think about that. The uh, the possibilities on Halloween. Now, if you're throwing a ghost town takeover uh, for Halloween, uh, better bring your Reese's peanut butter cups. Trick or treaters love these more than any other candy in Oregon. And you know, I I was just going on about Snickers, but man, we do love the Reese's peanut butter cups. Now, when uh, when you talk about uh, Reese's, do you do you call them Reese's like it like it's labeled, or do you call it Reese's? Like I like I knew a guy in school do he was all, he would always call them Reese's pieces, um, but he'd also call it Reese's peanut butter cups. It, it would alternate. It was it was weird. Um, and uh, and finally in North Carolina. Carolina, uh, Reese's Cups used to rule the land where the Wright brothers first flew, uh, but now times have changed and M&Ms have taken over. Over 96,000 pounds of M&Ms to be exact. Uh, Baby Ruth did not even make the list, even though Babe Ruth hit his first home run in North Carolina. Go figure. The National Retail Federation estimates that shoppers will spend $2.7 billion on Halloween candy. Um, Hopefully, you got the right stuff. Um, So now that you've got your candy all set to go, let's talk about costumes. According to the National Retail Foundation, more than 3.7 million children plan to dress as their favorite action character or superhero. Of those, 2.9 million will dress as Batman characters and another 2.9 million as their favorite princess, while 2.2 million will dress as a cat, 
dog, monkey, or other animal. Uh, proving that Halloween isn't just for kids, a record number of adults, uh, 48%, plan to dress in costume this year. Now, more than 5.8 million adults plan to dress like a witch, 3.2 million as their favorite Batman character, 3 million as an animal, again, a uh, cat, dog, or etc., um, and 2.0 million as a pirate. Now, pets won't be left behind either uh, when it when it comes to dressing up for Halloween. Ten uh, percent of pet lovers will dress their animal in a pumpkin costume, while seven percent will dress their cat or dog as a hot dog, and four percent as a dog, lion, or pirate. So um, th- that's a lot of dry numbers to uh, digest. Again, that's uh, that's from the National Retail Foundation. Um, so I-, I found a list of the top ten Halloween costumes for uh, 2017, uh, ranked ten through one, broken down by kids, adults. And pets. So um, uh, for kids, number 10 was Wonder Woman, nine was a ghost, eight Disney princesses, uh, seven uh, pirates, and Marvel superheroes uh, both tied. And that, uh, that excludes Spider Man. Uh, so uh, pirates and Marvel superheroes uh, tied for number seven on that list. Six was a witch. Five is Star Wars characters. Four is specifically Spider-Man. Three is uh, animals, that being uh, cat, dog, monkey, or etc. Now, number two is also a tie. That is Batman characters and princesses. Now, that's not specifically Disney princesses because that's down at number eight. Um, and, and obviously, the number one uh, would be action slash superhero. So that, um, um, I think, would be anybody that's not Batman people, that's not Spider-Man, that's not Marvel people. So I guess maybe there's there's a couple kids out there uh, dressing up as uh, Superman and other DC super heroes i doubt it though because uh five-year-olds be like hey superman could be in that justice league movie no actually five-year-olds be like um why why isn't superman in the trailers and posters for justice league because he's totally in that movie because i bought a doll at walmart last week oh yeah and a halloween costume as well that says justice league and it's superman and anyway that that's uh (laughs) i slipped into a rant there um Let's move on to the top 10 Halloween costumes for adults. Uh, Number 10 is Wonder Woman. Number 9 is uh, slasher movie villains. That would be uh, Jason, Freddy, Ghostface, etc. Number 8 is DC superheroes, um, excluding Batman and Wonder Woman, uh, but also includes Star Wars characters. Those, uh, Those two categories are tied. So DC superheroes and Star Wars characters tied for number eight number seven is zombies number six is vampires um number five is marvel superheroes uh which includes spider-man as well as captain america iron man and the rest number four is pirates Number three is, again, uh, animals, that being cats and dogs. And number two, uh, Batman characters, uh, obviously, uh, Batman, Catwoman, uh, Harley Quinn, Joker, etc. And the number one costume for adults, 
witches, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, for uh, for the pets now, I I. Th- I I remember when my wife and I first got Mr. Tater, our uh, our cat. Uh, this this was right around the time that um, that Hasbro and and Play School put out the um, uh, Darth Tater, uh, Mr. Potato Head doll with uh, interchangeable Darth Vader pieces. I thought that was pretty awesome, and I always thought it would be cool to get like a little black cape, uh, the 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 little uh, uh, light bright control panel for the chest, and a Darth Vader helmet. I probably could have used one from a uh, Darth Tater uh, for uh, uh, for the cat, but I never had the courage to pull that off and actually try to put some of that stuff on my cat because he's a uh, he's notoriously fussy. And I don't know, man. I. I, I I don't know if I entirely understand and or am on board with people putting their pets in costumes because I would think that, I mean, you know, it, it it's constraining. The material might be unpleasant for uh, uh, for your pet. I don't know. It's like I said, I it, it was something I thought I wanted to do to my cat. But um, again, I just talked myself out of it because I, I just didn't think that he uh he would feel it um but you know i that being said i've also seen some really cool and cute um uh pet costumes out on social media so i don't know it's like i i it, it's hard for me to have it both ways where it's like you know don't put your pets in costume and oh that's adorable you know so um you know uh you just be the best parent to your pet you can be anyway the list number 10 uh star wars characters um you know we were just talking about uh you know dress up mr tater as darth tater uh number nine is witches number eight is a cat so i get i guess my cats are in costume all the time i i I don't know what that is it's like do you dress up your dog as a cat because that's kind of dumb uh number seven is a ghost Number six is Batman character. Uh, number five is Devil, which doesn't appear on either the children or adults list. Uh, number four is Bumblebee. Now, I don't know. Does this is this meaning like literally a bumblebee, like you know, uh, black and white stripes and you know some some little wings, bumblebee tuna, or is that uh, Bumblebee from Transformers? I um I don't know. And I also think it's interesting, you know, looking at the um adult and children's list, no Transformers on there. And they had a movie this summer and I don't know, it's it it's interesting. I wonder if the Transformers bubble finally burst. Uh but anyway, yeah, number 4 uh, pets dressing up as uh a bumblebee slash bumblebee. Uh, number three is dog slash lion slash pirate. All three tied for that number three slot. So again, I guess I guess we're 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 dressing cats as dogs. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Cats and dogs living together, mass hysteria. Uh, number two is hot dog, which I think would be cool for either dogs or cats. Um, I, I, whatever. And number one is pumpkin. 
And uh, what I thought was interesting was that there were there were three cross-ups on that list. Um, that uh, uh, number ten on the list was Wonder Woman for both kids and adults, which totally checks out because you know with with the movie and the character being kind of more in uh, and the front and center in pop culture and being so important to so many people. That checks out, Um, as well as uh, Batman related characters being number two on both lists uh, for uh, uh, for kids and adults. But also with uh, uh, the number three was also the same with uh, animal costumes. So I don't know. Your uh, your mileage would vary. And again, this uh, this doesn't include homemade costumes. This is just what people are going out and buying. So I wonder if Wild Dog is included in that list of DC Comics characters. We're going to talk about that later, but next, it's songs from horror movies suggested by you. And this is Mike Seibert Radio. Don't go away. Psst. Hey guys, it's me, Mark James from Poop Culture. I don't have long, but I'm contacting you from the future. I can't go into details yet, but you need to subscribe to all the shows on the PCEU. It is imperative. In the future, they're huge. You have the Bocephus broadcast, Hysteria 51, the Video Rangers, Poop Culture, Be Kind and Rewind, the Boondoggle, the Mockers, and Just in Time podcast. If you can find a computer terminal, go to www.poopculture.com You can listen to all the shows right from there. I can't say much. If you're listening to this and you're part of the resistance, code word, moist crevice. Mark James, over and peace out. This is the 2017 Halloween Spooptacular, and you're listening to Mike Seibert Radio. And uh, during the last week, I asked you to send me some of your favorite songs from horror movies, and we're going to go through some of those now. And I wanted to do this because I I loved horror movies when I was a kid. Uh, my grandmother practically raised me on trashy 80s horror movies. I, uh, I, I remember we would go to the video store on Friday night and just get stacks of VHS tapes and watch them throughout the weekend. Uh, some of the some of the best times of my childhood that I remember. Um, and I also specifically remember music kind of being a huge part of those movies, like uh, John Carpenter's iconic theme for Halloween or Harry Manfredi's score for Friday the 13th. You know, obviously the uh, theme from The Exorcist that I was just playing here. Uh, But the thing that really stuck with me was just how totally of their time some of the actual songs in the movies were. And that's what I wanted to get into a little bit this year. So I put it out on Twitter and I said, looking for suggestions for great songs from bad movies. Or is it bad songs from great movies? Um, what are some of your horror movie songs that are your favorites? And I got a good handful of responses. Starting with this suggestion from the Super Movie Brothers, it's Who Made Who by ACDC. 
Who Made Who, the title track from their 1986 album of the same name, which was also the original motion picture soundtrack for the Stephen King movie Maximum Overdrive. And as the Super Movie Brothers pointed out, awful movie. Um, But I always thought it was cool when I was a kid. I mean, you got boyishly handsome uh, Emilio Estevez and the face of the main bad guy truck was the Green Goblin from the Spider-Man comics so that was kind of cool um, th- this was also one of my first exposures to ACDC uh, one of my all time favorite bands I actually heard this album before I saw that movie and this was one of the first cassette tapes I bought with my own money I um I remember I bought it. Uh, I bought Who Made Who and uh, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap at the same time, um, and I was able to get Dirty Deeds because it was only six ninety nine at the Payless instead of uh, uh, the the nine ninety nine uh, Who Made Who was. Anyway, I I was like eight or nine, and I got into ACDC because uh, the older kids in my neighborhood were into them. And I wanted to fit in. And, you know, they're to this day still one of my favorite bands. Next up is from Cellar Dweller at Cellar Dweller HM on Twitter. He actually sent in a few, and they're all gold, including one I'm going to save for a little later. But first, we're going back to King Country. And here's Cat Stevens with Cat's Eye from the 1985 movie of the same name. like this movie quite a bit it's uh it, it's kind of like a twilight zone creep show style anthology um it's uh it's a lot of cheesy goofy fun just like this song send more paramedics because cellar dweller also suggested 45 graves party time from one of my favorite zombie movies return of the living dead
and one good return deserves another. So we had to include Joe Lamont's song, Flesh to Flesh, from 1988's Return of the Living Dead, Part 2. actually kind of like part two better than Return of the Living Dead. I'm kind of by myself on that. Uh, but they're they're both pretty great. Um, skip part three, though. Next up is Demon Bell by Dangerous Toys from West Craven Shocker. And Heckler Kane wanted to hear the theme song from The Lost Boys, Cry Little Sister. song is almost five minutes long um uh cry little sister uh the uh from the theme song from the lost boys that movie incidentally celebrating its 30th anniversary this year and i you know what that that is a who's who of uh 80 stars i mean you you got a uh, uh sutherland obviously uh rocking the vampire scruff beard and uh i don't know it was just it, it was just it was always a cool movie I uh, I I dug it, but you know what? I'll be honest with you. I haven't watched it in a good number of years, and I'm almost afraid to watch it because um, um, I, I I'm afraid it might not hold up. And getting in just under the wire, the Screen Addicts podcast suggested Mr. Boogeyman's song from The Nightmare Before Christmas. Here, Santa Claus, huh? Ooh, I'm really scared. 
So you're the one everybody's talking about. <laughs> you're joking. You're joking. I can't believe my eyes. You're joking me. You gotta be. This can't be the right guy. He's ancient. He's ugly. I don't know which is worse. I might just split a seam now if I don't die laughing first. Mr. Oogie Boogie says there's trouble close at hand. You better pay attention now, cause I'm the boogeyman. And if you aren't shaking, there's something very wrong. Cause this may be the last time you hear the boogie song. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> okay, so uh, here, here's a question for debate. Nightmare Before Christmas. Halloween movie? Christmas movie? You decide. Um, I, I, that, that's another one I have not watched in a good long time. Uh, definitely due for a rewatch. Now, uh, before I get to the main event here, I've got a handful of requests from Paul Rennie, who's been a, a, a real loyal fan and a good buddy out on Twitter uh, since uh, before my KGRG days. Um, he wanted to hear some right and proper metal this Halloween, starting appropriately enough with the misfits it's halloween dangerous toys with scared one of my personal favorites iron maiden with 666 the number of the beast and it wouldn't be metal without some slayer And rounding it out, you got uh, King Diamond with the Family Ghost. (laughs) 
So uh, thanks a lot for that, Paul. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, kind of inject some uh, some metal into this uh, uh, Halloween spooktacular festivities. Um, so I I want to close out with two classic horror franchises, both from the 1980s. Of course, I'm talking about Friday the 13th and A Nightmare on Elm Street. So let's start with Freddy. Requested by Sudden Double Deep, the Triple Bill title podcast. This is Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden with Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter from A Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. So that was from the fifth Freddy movie. And now this is from the fifth Jason movie. It's a tune called His Eyes from Pseudo Echo. Man, I love that synth. Uh, that was uh, that was actually a part of Cellar Dwellers' list from earlier, but I wanted to talk about it now because I um I I have a real soft spot for this song, and I actually secretly like Friday the Thirteenth Part Five: colon, A New Beginning. You know, the one that doesn't have Jason in it. 
aka Roy the Movie. Uh, but uh, but the reason why I remember the song so fondly is because how it's used in the movie. Uh, there's a character uh, named Violet who's uh, uh, listening to the song on her Walkman and uh, does this weird 80s new wave robot dance. And she's just robot, robotting away uh, the whole time, oblivious while her friends are being brutally murdered. And and this dance sequence goes on for like ever until not Jason finally sneaks up on her. It's uh it's pretty great. And I might add that uh that Violet from Friday the 13th part 5 um kind of kind of was maybe a a spearheading icon of Walkman aesthetic, you know, 20 years before Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> So now, getting back to Freddy, here's probably the most iconic hair metal anthem of either series. That's right, it's time to get rockin' with Dokken. From A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, it's a song called, well, Dream Warriors. Oh, man. You know what? If you can't pump your fist to that, then there's uh, there's something wrong with you because that's, uh, <laughs> that song is just awesome. Um, either awesomely bad or awesomely great. I, I don't really know. But uh, the Burke Slasher asked for that one, tweeting out the lyrics of the chorus. And I know that that's a favorite of Justin's from uh, So I Married a Movie Geek as well. Um, but this next one is a favorite of the Epic Film Guys, as well as one of my favorites as well. You heard a little bit of this uh, during the intro at the top of the show. From Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives, this is Alice Cooper with He's Back, The Man Behind the Mask. You're with your baby in your park alone. Why? Oh, 
Um, just like Coke and Pepsi and DC and Marvel Comics, fans will always argue over which slasher is better, Freddy or Jason. Me? Um, I'm a Jason guy. Um, I'll, I'll take an invincible killing machine over a wisecracking reject from the burn ward any day of the week. Um, but what I want to know from you is which franchise has the better songs? Now, obviously, I didn't feature all of them, and and there's there's a good couple that uh, uh, that are worth uh, worth noting. But I that's what I want to know: uh, Friday the Thirteenth or A Nightmare on Elm Street? I'll uh, I'll put up a Twitter poll at some point. But I'm a uh, I'm really curious because even going through them now, um, th- there's. There's differences on both sides. It seems like the uh, Freddy series seems to uh, favor outright hair metal, whereas uh, Friday the 13th seems to have more prog rock to it. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. It's 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 definitely a uh, toss up. And I think the mu- the music is just as subjective as uh, which uh, which slasher character you like better. And finally, for the second year in a row, I am wearing the laughing red dog of DC Comics vigilante Wild Dog at a radio station on Halloween. But apparently the version of that character on CW's Arrow TV show um, isn't anymore. He's not wearing the red dog. And he has a completely new costume that doesn't even look remotely like it does in the comics. I wanted to get into that more today, but I am looking in the clock and I am just about out of time. Uh, So that will have to wait until next week. And that will do it for this week's show. I'd like to thank you for listening this week and every week. It really means a lot to me. If you'd like to check out all of my past shows and podcasts, including all of my old KGRG stuff, you can listen and subscribe on SoundCloud, Google Play Music, the Stitcher Radio app, and on Apple Podcasts. Like, share, rate, and review the show wherever you find it. I would appreciate the feedback, and I will read your reviews on the air. You can find me online at Mike Seibert Radio on Twitter and Instagram. And if you're an independent musician, band, or artist and are interested in sharing your music with us, uh, shoot me a direct message or just write into the mailbag, MikeSeibertRadio at gmail.com. Next week is going to be a jam-packed show featuring music from What, What, What and Prize Fighters. Plus, I want to bitch about Gotham, too. Um, this has been the 2017 Halloween Spooktacular. My name is Mike, and this has been Mike Cyber Radio. And until next time, make good choices. Make good choices.